The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Core Web Vitals Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing what you need to know to utilize Google's Core Web Vitals metrics. Joining us for Core Web Vitals Week is both Kathy Brown and Carl Kleinschmidt, who are senior SEO consultants for Search Metrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data driven decisions. So far this week, Kathy, Carl, and I have talked about how to make a business case for implementing Core Web Vitals related changes. We talked about the definitions of some of the Core Web Vitals, including LCP. Yesterday, we talked about FID, first input delay. And today, we're going to talk about the last Core Web Vital, which is CLS, Cumulative Layout Shift. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the fourth installment of Core Web Vitals Week with Kathy Brown and Carl Kleinschmidt, Senior SEO Consultants for Search Metrics. Kathy and Carl, welcome back to Core Web Vitals Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Excited to have you guys back. Excited to talk about the last of the Core Web Vitals. We've talked about LCP, Largest Contentful Paint, how long it takes to get the most important part of your website loaded, FID, first input delay, how long till the taps on your screen actually impact what's happening on the screen, and then CLS today, cumulative layout shift. Kathy, what the heck is a cumulative layout shift? Yeah, I know. It's pretty much a mouthful, right? Cumulative layout shift. Sounds very geeky. Doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't really roll off the tongue at all. But it basically just means that you have unexpected movement on the page. 
You know, earlier in this podcast series, we talked a little bit about how Google's taken a more holistic perspective on the page experience is not just about how quickly the page loads. It's also how nice the page is to interact with. It responds well. And with cumulative layout shift, that's all about how much the page jumps around. So the classic problems we're seeing is you load a page and then suddenly it all shifts down and an ad or a banner appears at the top. When you have that happening, that's cumulative layout shift. And that's what Google wants to see less of. And I think we've all been to websites, certainly some media sites I can think of, where you visit them and there's all these things kind of happening on the page. It's all moving and shifting around. Blocks are sliding in and sliding out. If you've had that experience, that's what Google would like us to work on making less of. It happens to me all the time. You go to Twitter and you find some piece of content, generally something salacious, and you're like, oh, I got to click on that article. I got to see what's happening with the Kardashians. And you need to scroll down to the bottom of the page and get past all the ads. And finally, you get to the next page button and you go to click it and it moves. And then you end up clicking on an ad. And then the next thing you know, you're being sold. Your hair is falling out pills. Maybe I'm the only one that has that problem. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about how you avoid having cumulative layout shift issues other than don't click on links related to the Kardashians. What are some of the ways that you can diagnose problems with CLS? It's really interesting. We're definitely seeing a lot of sites with CLS issues, a lot of movement. Your experience is certainly not unique. It has certainly happened to me. There's a lot of people losing their hair. (laughs) (laughs) So coming back to it, a lot of times CLS issues will happen when an extra thing gets added, whether that's an ad, that's a banner. I've also seen it with social media icons, like a blog page and like an article called Paints very nice. And then suddenly the whole bottom of the post shifts down and then these social media icons get added. And really the big key with CLS is you want to pre-allocate space for those light loading elements, whether it's add a banner, you want to just block out space for that ad to slip in towards the end of the page load. So specifying dimensions for your iframes, if you're kind of pulling in a YouTube or whatever, specifying dimensions up front for your images, all these techniques will help a lot with avoiding CLS issues. It seems like the issue here is that when you're bringing in third-party content to your page, ads, videos, multimedia players, whatever it is, sometimes those change. And sometimes the element on your page that you don't control change. Is there a scenario where you're building in an ad unit and the container changes or the way that it's rendered changes or, you know, the shape of your social media icon increases or decreases? Can you basically solve for the third party content changing or is it just something you have to deal with and constantly monitor? So that's actually the question I get when I say, oh, yeah, go ahead and pre-allocate space. I had this conversation about a sidebar widget where the headers of each of the sections of the sidebar showed up. And then 
then it expanded out and loaded all the various lists that came for each of the widgets. And I said, you need to pre-allocate space for that. And they're going, well, we don't know. We don't know how many items are going to show up for this one related article. Or how many characters are in the title. Yeah. And I mean, the same problem is there for ads. What your ad server doesn't come for with an ad for that particular page, which does happen. How do I solve for that? And there's probably not the perfect answer, but you want to just go and maybe do a little bit of an audit and just make your best get at what is the most common minimum height for that element. Because the goal maybe is not to get rid of CLS completely, but the goal is to make it less. So if you kind of pre-allocate space and you use like a minimum height approach, you're certainly going to make the problem better. And that should help your CLS scores. You can have some movement on the page. There is a threshold. If you keep it under a certain threshold, you're still a good URL or needs improvements URL. So your goal is just basically to make it better, even if you can't solve it completely. Hey, Carl, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. How do you know what elements are actually causing the CLS problems? So if you put any URL into the PageSpeed Insights and scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a nice section where it tells you the top five elements that are contributing to your CLS and how much they're contributing. That's really important because CLS elements or elements that contribute to your CLS score can be huge or can be one pixel by one pixel. You will never see those elements move, but that little window will tell you exactly how much they're moving and how much they're contributing to the score. And that those five should be your top priority when you're trying to diagnose and fix the issue. It's terrifying that you can have something that would be one pixel that's moving around the page, probably not actually changing the utility of the page, but just creating enough movement to trigger Google's filters and give you a negative CLS score. I've seen it happen for multiple sites. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So once you've diagnosed your CLS problems, what do you do to try to solve them? Kathy, you already mentioned, hey, you got to block off space for some of the ad units and some of the video players that you're going to be integrating into your page. What other things can you do to help resolve CLS issues? 
Well, I did mention another thing to make sure you do, which is all images you put on the page, all embeds, make sure you always specify the dimensions of those embeds or images. So most of us kind of are aware of like the image source, HTML code, you can specify height and width, just make sure that all your images and other embeds have those attributes set in the HTML. So you can specify what the image size or what the container size is when you're putting in media. Carl, can you think of any other solutions for solving cumulative layout shift problems? The biggest one that I have found is changing the order that elements load in. You'll often see it when you're looking at a page and then a banner will pop down and move everything. Now, almost your entire site is a CLS element because your banner forced everything to move down. If you load the banner first and then load everything else, it didn't have to move and everything is nice and steady and doesn't cause any problems. And you'll fix a lot of your LCP and CLS issues that way by preventing movement of elements while the page is loading. It's funny, you took the words out of my mouth here. I was just about to bring up our previously mentioned LCP, Largest Contentful Paint metric for Core Web Vitals. And my thought was going to be, all right, well, if you load the banner at the top of the page and that's not your LCP element, and then you load your LCP element, right? Your banner is going to delay the loading time for the most important element on their page, which effectively affects and potentially negatively affects your LCP score. Great. You got a banner at the top of the page. You don't want to move the entire page down, but you do want the largest contentful paint element to load first. Aren't those two things at odds? What you can do is basically leave blank space where the banner is going to go. Like the large element loads, and then there's a blank space where the banner is going to go. That means that the rest of the page doesn't move, but your LCP element loads earliest and therefore fastest. That would allow you to fix both those problems. My takeaway from this episode is that when you're dealing with CLS, a lot of what you have to do is just know what's going to be on your page. Know where you're sourcing that content, where you're sourcing that media, your video, your iframes, whatever you're pulling into your website. You have to know what that is and you have to account for it in how you're creating your page. So when those elements load, it's not moving around some of the other aspects of the page. Not only does that affect your CLS cumulative layout shift metrics, it can affect your largest contentful paint as well. And this is where field versus lab is going to play a huge role once again. I have seen 10 to 20 times as large CLS scores for field versus lab because the majority of your field users are logged in and they've already opted out of all the pop-ups and so on. And then you run it in the lab and your score is terrible, but your field data is great. Or the other way around where your welcome back banner pops up in the middle of the loading process. The lab data doesn't see that welcome back banner because the Lighthouse bot isn't logged in and you have these huge variety in lab and field data. So make sure you can both emulate the normal field data and check your lab data as well so that you can fix both of them for new visitors and for returning logged in visitors. So you have to make some changes for each of the profiles that significantly changes the loading process of your website. Understanding your user state also can impact what content is put onto the page. 
Kathy, bring us home here. You were going to say something about evaluating CLS and understanding what the elements on your page are. Help us understand how to make some sense of this. Well, I was just going to make a more general comment that I just think we just need to be more disciplined. I mean, the way that a lot of people focus is that, oh, here's our web page, and they don't really pay attention in which order things are being loaded. Just let's just slap some social media icons or sort of ads here. I just think we need to be a lot more disciplined, not only in the design of their pages and what the page looks at the end, but just the process by which the page is built. It's almost like you're building a house and you're moving the walls as you're building the house. Well, you can't do that in real life, right? That would be just ridiculous. And you would fire the person who would move a wall in the middle of building a house. Well, I just think we need to bring that same discipline to software, even though it's way easier than the change with walls. I think we just need to get that discipline of we're going to load this page. It's going to be in this order. We're going to load the most important things first. And we're also going to not move things around as we load them. I think that's great advice. And it goes back to sort of the underlying foundation of your page, understanding what's on the page, understanding what the order is of what's loading, understanding the user state, and making sure that you have everything accounted for so your page isn't constantly bouncing around. Next thing you know, you'll be clicking on I lost my hair pills and we can't have that. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kathy Brown and Carl Kleinschmidt, senior SEO consultants for Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when Kathy and I wrap up Core Web Vitals week by talking about some of the advanced Core Web Vitals and how you can monitor them and look forward. If you're interested in contacting Kathy or Carl, you can find links to their LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact Kathy on Twitter. Her handle is Kathy Alice, K-A-T-H-Y-A-L-I-C-E, or you could visit her personal website, which is webenzo.com, W-E-B-E-N-S-O.com. Or you can contact Carl. His Twitter handle is mastermind1429, and his personal website is carlkleinschmidt.com, K-A-R-L-K-L-E-I-N-S-C-H-M-I-D-T.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.